News of today's attack in Damascus has reverberated throughout the region. The world's Matthew Bell is in Cairo. Matthew, how are Egyptians reacting to all the news of violence coming out of Syria? I think a lot of Egyptians, Marco, are have been riveted to the news uh, for months. You know, there's a, there's a real sense that events here in Egypt are part of bigger changes in the Arab world. And anytime I talk to Egyptians and, and mention Syria, you know, the typical reaction is just people shaking their heads in disgust and horror, mm. really, because they've been seeing the the violence for months, and it's just awful, and they and they really feel that maybe they're not part of that kind of thing here, but they're part of something that's connected. Now, Syria and Egypt don't share a border, but are some Syrians fleeing to Egypt? Absolutely, which is pretty astounding. There's an estimated 10 to 12,000 Syrians here in Egypt. Another interesting thing, Marco, is that in covering events here in Egypt over the last year and a half, I've been to many demonstrations where you see Egyptians waving Syrian flags, chanting chants against the regime of Bashar al-Assad. But of course, Matthew, most of those demonstrations in Cairo are about what's going on in Egypt and specifically uh, people's concerns about the political jockeying between Islamists and the ruling military council, which is what you're reporting on, right? That's right. Uh, There's a real competition between President Mohamed Morsi, who comes from the Muslim Brotherhood, and his supporters on the one side, and then the ruling military council and their supporters on the other side. At times, the, the fight has been very much one that's been in the streets. But more recently, it's moved to the courts. Uh, There are a number of different decisions moving along in various different courts, which is quite confusing. Many Egyptians don't know how that's going to play out in the end. Another place uh, that the competition has been unfolding is in the state-run media, uh, which is something I've been looking at recently. Right. In fact, Matthew, you've been reporting on this very issue and have a full report on that. So let's listen. There's no shortage of choices when it comes to Egyptian newspapers. A typical newsstand in Cairo will have more than two dozen different papers on sale. The three big state-owned papers are Al-Ahram, Al-Gamhoreya, and Al-Akbar. For many years, these were the most widely read newspapers in the country. Under the Mubarak regime, the editors of all government-run papers were political appointees. And by law, that is still the case. It's the Shura Council, or Upper House of Parliament, that is now sending signals about replacing top editors. Mohamed al-Baltegi is a senior official with the Muslim Brotherhood's Freedom and Justice Party, which holds a majority in the Shura Council. He says reappointing editors-in-chief at state newspapers is a top priority. It's not about limiting freedom of the press, he says. It's about getting rid of counter-revolutionary managers at government-owned newspapers. Are they working against the new president? These people are working in collusion, Balteki says, to attack President Morsi in the press, and they need to go. The media environment in Egypt, to put it mildly, is colorful. Rumors and speculation can drive news reporting. Even critics of the Muslim Brotherhood say the state-run papers have been guilty at times of blatant bias in favor of the ruling military council and against the Islamists. Ibrahim Khalil is the editor of Rose El Yusuf, a government-owned daily newspaper. Speaking with him at his downtown Cairo office, I asked Khalil about a recent article in his paper that might appear to be a cheap shot. It alleged U.S. funding went to the Muslim Brotherhood, and that money, in turn, went to Jewish companies operating in Egypt. Hassan Malik and 
Khalil says he stands by the story, and in time the allegations will become known. The Muslim Brotherhood will not control Egypt, Khalil says, and if officials in Washington think they can pressure Egyptians to accept Islamist rule, they've got another thing coming. Khalil will lose his job if the Islamist-dominated upper house of parliament does move to replace newspaper editors. But he says that's fine with him, because the move is all about imposing political control on state-owned newspapers. It was Egypt's former president, Gamal Abdel Nasser, who first nationalized major newspapers in 1960. Salah Issa started his career in the news business two years later. He's the editor of another government paper called Al-Qahra. There is a counter-revolution against the Muslim Brotherhood in some newsrooms, he says, but the way to fix the state-owned papers is not to carry out a purge against editors-in-chief. The problem, Isa says, is the way newspapers are managed. They should not be run by parliament. If that doesn't change, he says, the state-owned media will continue to be under political influence. Advocates for replacing top editors say economics is another factor. They argue that big state-owned newspapers are bloated, inefficient organizations that need to rethink their long, outdated business model. Still, the danger of politicizing news output is the real concern here, says Cairo University professor Mustafa Kamal Saeed. I would not be surprised if the new editors-in-chief would be in their majority very sympathetic to views of uh, Freedom and Justice Party and uh, the Muslim Brothers and Islamists in general. I consider this to be really uh, a major threat to freedom of uh, expression in Egypt. Officials with the Upper House of Parliament have said new editors-in-chief must meet certain criteria. Candidates must have 15 years of experience and be under the age of 60. They must not have served the former regime, and they must not support normalizing relations with Israel. The whole process of replacing editors at state-run newspapers could be put on hold, however, because an Egyptian court is currently deciding whether or not to dissolve the Upper House of Parliament as was done with the lower house already. For The World, I'm Matthew Bell in Cairo.